0: And welcome to the Blues Guitar Show with me, Ben Martin from www.benmartin-music.com Now welcome to episode 24, this one's going to be slightly different to my usual uh, lessons because I'm currently away which means I don't have a guitar with me but I still wanted to make sure I got one of these out and gave us a good chance to talk about some theory We're going to talk about the theory of blues solos So we're going to look at a couple of different theoretical techniques and how we can use them to help enhance our blues solo playing. Now throughout this lesson, I'm going to be using examples of major keys. Major keys being keys with a major tonality. Uh, I'm going to be talking about techniques for writing and creating solos over a 12-bar blues pattern, or at least a 1-4-5 blues pattern. Now if you don't know what that means, that's cool, because in this lesson we're going to talk all about that. The first thing we're going to talk about is determining key centers. So how do you know what key a piece of music is in? Knowing what key a piece of music in is going to really, really help you when it comes to writing or improvising solos. A lot of students ask me, how do I know what to improvise over what chords? Which of the scale patterns that I've learned should I play over the chords that are in a specific song? So we're going to answer those questions today and help you to start writing and improvising your own solos. So, determining key centers. How do you know what key centers are? A lot of guitarists learn to improvise over changes or chord progressions by utilizing the key center approach. This is the process of grouping as many chords as possible into a single major or minor key, in our case, major key, thus allowing the use of one scale to create melodies for that group of chords. So this is the one scale approach. Determining the key of a song or progression is not difficult when a key signature is involved The problem is many charts don't contain a key signature and if it, this applies if you're learning by ear as well And even if sometimes they do contain markings it might often modulates different keys without changing the key signature In these situations you need to be able to tell what key a progression belongs to by means of the chords alone instinctive soloists can often find the key simply by listening but it's also possible to determine the key by analyzing relationships between chords, identifying the key that a group of chords belong to is called determining the key center. So one way of thinking about knowing what key a piece of music in is thinking back to our major scale. Now, if you remember the major scale, for example, C, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, if we put this into chords, so it's not just the notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, but we put them into chords, The first one is always a major, so that's C major. The second one is a minor, so we have D minor, so C major, D minor. The third one is also a minor, which gives us C minor, D minor, E minor. Then the fourth one is a major, and the fifth one is a major. Now these are the only majors, the first, the fourth, and the fifth, hence we get our one, four, five. So of a key of C, Our first is C major, our fourth is F major, and our fifth is G major. So if you're playing a chord progression, uh, for example, that goes C major, C major, F major, F major, G major, G major, C major, you know the key signature has to be C, because these three major uh, chords altogether can only exist in the C major scale. So let's look at another key. So if you think about the major scale of G, for example, that would be G, A, B, C, D, E, F sharp, and G. So the one is obviously the G, two would be the A, three is the B, the four is the C, and the five is the D. So if you were playing a chord sequence that had a G major, a C major, and a D major, that would be in the key of G. So let's look at this in a practical sense. So let's take a specific song. I'm gonna find a song here, uh, just find the tab for it and we're gonna find what key this song is in. So we're gonna look at the Chris Stapleton version of Tennessee Whiskey. If you haven't heard this song, I highly recommend it. It's a really, really cool piece of country music. So I'm gonna read out the chords that are used in this song and then we're gonna see if we can determine what key this is in. The first chord is E major, second one is A major, then we have B minor, then D major. So we know this is in a major key, but how can we determine which key it's in? The first chord is E, so we could think, okay, maybe it's in the key of E. So let's go through the process of determining that. So let's look at the E major scale. The E major scale would be E, F-sharp, G-sharp, A, B, C-sharp, D-sharp, E, which would make the first major E major, which we have. The second one would be B major, which we don't have. And then the third one would be C-sharp major, which we also don't have. So we know it's not in the key of E because we have a B minor, not a B major. So let's have another look. Let's try the next chord. Is it in the key of A? So let's do the same process with A and see if we can find these three major chords, E, A, and D. So the A major scale would be A, B, C sharp, D, E, F sharp, G sharp, and A. So the one would be the A major, the four would be the D major, and the five would be the E major. Do we have all of those chords in this song? Yes. So now we can determine that this song is in the key of A major. So let's continue with this train of thought Making a solo for uh, an improvised section of Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton in the key of A. So now we know we've determined the key signature is A. We know how to determine key signatures or key centers from the major scale. The next thing we're going to look at very briefly is the circle of fifths. So before you turn off and go, this is too much, it's very, very simple. We're going to take you through it very, very simply through what the circle of fifths is and why it's relevant. Because there's a lot of things in there that perhaps aren't relevant so much to us as guitarists, so I'm just gonna focus on the things that are relevant. So if you can, if you're able to, if you're not driving, uh, you can pull up a picture of the circle of fifths or you can uh, draw one out. It's a really good thing to practice drawing one out. I'm just gonna talk you through what it looks like. It's one circle. Inside the circle, like a clock face, at the top where the 12 would normally be, there should be a zero. Then we go around clockwise, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 is in its usual position. And then we just mirror that the same the other way. So if you go anti-clockwise from 0, where 12 should be, it will also go 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and meet 6 at the bottom. Okay? Now... The most important thing I think to know about the circle of fifths is to memorise the order. Because if you memorise the order, you can remember very easily what we talked about before. What are the one, four, five major chords in every key centre? So the way I memorise this is with this little memorisation technique. Fat cats go down alley endings boldly fighting. That's fat cats go down alley endings boldly fighting. So F, C, G, D, A, E, B, F. Fat cats go down alley endings boldly fighting. You just need to remember this one thing. If you remember this one thing, you can very easily work out what are the major chords in each key. For example, if we wanted to determine what are the three major chords in the key C major. We think back to our memorization, fat cats, go down, alley endings, boldly fighting. Our eight different notes. And all you need to do is go one backwards and one forwards from your desired note. So C, fat cats. So before we have F. Then we have C, which is cats. And then go, G. So C, F, G. That's as simple as it is. That's the main thing I think you need to take away from the circle of fifths. So now let's do the same thing like we did before. We need to find out what are the three major chords in the key of A. So if you remember, fat cats go down, alley endings, boldly fighting. So fat cats go down, down is the first one before the A. So remember we're going either side of the A, so down is the fourth, A is the root, and E is the fifth. Fat cats go down, alley endings, boldly fighting. So we can work out any key signatures major chords. If we wanted to figure out the major chords in the key of E, uh, we look before E to get the fourth, so E is the root. Before E, alley endings, so A is the fourth, and then B for boldly, B is the fifth. So we have E is the root, A is the fourth, B is the fifth. The only one that actually is different is the last F, because we have a repetition here of the F. Fat cats go down alley endings boldly fighting. This fighting is an F sharp. So if you wanted to work out the key of B, it would be B is the root, back one, endings, E is the fourth, and forward one, fighting, is the F sharp. So we have B, E, and F sharp. So now we understand how to determine key signatures of a piece of music like we did with this Chris Stapleton version of Tennessee Whiskey. The next thing we need to know is how to build that into a solo. So one of the key things that is so important about our pentatonic scales, our major and our minor pentatonic scales, is that they are universal scales, which means if you are in the key of A and the chords are A, D and E, you can play the A major or minor pentatonic scale and they will work without any bad sounding notes over all three of those chords. So if we're playing a 12-bar blues in the key of A, we're going A A A A E E A A A A D D A A E E D D A A A A. If that's our change you can just play the A minor pentatonic scale over the whole thing and it will work across all three chords. You can also, if you want the more kind of country sound, you can play the A major pentatonic and it will also work across all three chords. So this is a really useful thing when you first start in improvisation. Once you've worked out what the key signature is and you know your major and minor pentatonic shapes or at least one of those shapes across the um, across the fretboard, you've instantly got all of the notes that you can use without it hitting any bad or wrong sounding note so now we have all the tools we need to start creating cool sounding solos or at least solos with the right notes now if you're not sure about the major and minor pentatonic scales go back and listen to episode 18 called one scale blues solos and that should give you all the information you need to start consolidating this stuff to start working on your own pieces of music now two pieces of advice when you first start playing your own solos and in fact this is good practice for anybody even if you've been Improvising solos for years and years and years, but you're just not happy with the way it sounds here is what I would recommend doing So the first step I recommend recording yourself playing a 12 bar in the key of a Uh, You can either do that using a loop pedal or you can use the uh, notes app on your phone or the voice notes app on your iPhone if you have one Some way of recording yourself so you can listen back to it and play over it Now once you do that what I want you to do is play up and down The minor or major, you can choose, but let's say for this sake, the minor, up and down the minor pentatonic scale in A. And just go all the way up and all the way down and really pay attention to how each note sounds along with the corresponding chord in the sequence. Now, once you've done that a few times and you're kind of going, yeah, okay, I'm a little bit bored of this. Then what I want you to do is start playing around with the chord changes. That means when you're on the A chord, you play the A minor pentatonic when it changes from the A to the D you then play the D minor pentatonic then when it changes back to the A you change back to A then when it goes up to the E you play the E D and back to the A so you're actually changing the scale with every single chord change in the sequence so that's step 2 so step 1 you play the scale up and down the whole time the same scale just going up and down eighth notes doo 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 just up and down uh, over the changes step two you move with the changes step three every third note I want you to take out and This would start giving you a little bit of rhythm. So you go one two stop three four Okay, so one two stop three four five stop Okay, every third note we take out so we play two notes miss one one two stop three four stop five six stop Like that. Again, going with the changes. And that's going to start building some rhythm into your solos. And it will also show you some of the shapes you can get by missing out some of the notes in the minor pentatonic scale. Now, this should help you build a really strong, solid foundation when it comes to improvising, particularly in a kind of free-form or jam format where you might be playing with other people. This can give you a really good basis of which to start your solo because it's always the starting thing that's the hardest. And understanding that... Every note that you do you do play wrong, if you play any wrong notes, which you shouldn't do if you use this um, process, but if you don't and you play a wrong note, all you've got to do is bend it or change it up or down one semitone. If you get a really, really bad sounding note, it usually means almost always you're one semitone away from the right note. I think there was a famous jazz musician that said something along those lines, but... It's called a blue note or a leading note. A blue note is a note that, for expressive purposes, is sung or played at a different pitch than standard. Typically, the alteration is a quarter tone or a semitone. So, just one fret in music, in um, guitarist speak. You're one fret away from the right note. So, if you do these three steps, you're going to really feel. Comfortable knowing which notes to play when you're playing a solo. And once you've done that, then you can add in the bends, you can add in the cool licks that you've been working on, and you'll feel confident that you know that you're playing the right notes and also what notes you're heading for. You know, you know the changes coming up here. I'm heading for one of the notes of the D minor pentatonic scale now or the E minor pentatonic scale, you can really start to feel I'm heading for this and it gives some direction to your solos so you're not just playing either up and down the same scale or you're not just, worst of all, playing around on the fretboard and hoping to hit right notes. So there we have it, that is the information dump for today. I hope that was stuff was useful. Uh, if you find this stuff useful, please give me a five star review, especially if you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. That would be really, really useful. I also have a free ebook, a new one called Fingerpicking the Blues, which is daily exercises to help your blues fingerpicking playing. It contains about three or four complete songs. Uh, along with some exercises it's completely free just head over to my website www.benmartin-music.com no email required just download and start practicing these pieces are designed to be practiced daily so just things to think about and add into your daily practice routines and it's going to help you progress much much faster okay there we have it for today i will see you in episode 25